1: Yo, what up? Welcome to The Best of the Best. Today is Friday, June 18, 2021. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. Hi, long time no podcast. Sorry I didn't release on Tuesday. It's always, I always never release on Fridays, but on Tuesday, I didn't release. I'm sorry about that. Actually, a couple of you messaged me saying, oh, why was there no episode on Tuesday? Yeah, I, was, I was tired, man. I was playing too much Call of Duty. There was really nothing to talk about. But I will make it up to you right now now i have i have a lot of shit to talk about okay uh first of all let's talk about the movie that i just watched well it took me a while to watch i kept falling asleep like i said i was tired but i watched uh in the heights the the latest movie musical From Lin-Manuel Miranda and director John Chu, who who directed Step Up 2, by the way, which is the best step up in the whole Step Up series. I don't care if you think Step Up 1 is the best. It's good, but Step Up 2 has the best choreography. It introduces Moose, who's actually a really cool character. Yes, John Chu directed Step Up 2. Uh, So he also directed this. Uh, But the story and everything, it's like uh, I had to look into it because I never really knew much about it. So you know how Lin-Manuel Miranda, he's he's well known for Hamilton. But this was actually the musical on Broadway that kind of put him on the map. From what my understanding, it's called In the Heights. It's about like these Latinos in uh, Washington Heights. How they say it in the movie? Washington Heights in New York. (laughs) <laughs> where uh and just kind of like stories of latino people like there's different storylines it's actually not very heavy at all there, there's one maybe one or two heavy storylines but not not really but i i enjoyed it. it took me a while to finish it like i said i kept falling asleep not because it's boring but i was just tired throughout the week and i would usually watch it like winding down from whatever i was doing <clears throat> Warzone. zone um but yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I'm not a big musical kind of guy. I tried to watch the one on Netflix, you know, the one with James Corden recently. That one was ass. I hated that one. Um, but In the Heights was was solid. The lead guy, his name is I never heard of him before. I know, and I looked him up. He was actually on Hamilton, the Broadway production. Uh, i'm not sure if he was the one that played him in the you know how they they adapted or no you know how they filmed hamilton and put it on a movie like a movie they made a movie of the stage production which i watched i don't remember if he was the guy but he was in that as well Uh, but the main guy in in the heights his name is anthony ramos and he was actually very very good i thought he was charismatic never heard of him before or at least i don't remember seeing him even when i watched hamilton but I thought he was great there there there's a... Uh, the only recognizable person I knew in the movie was the black guy uh he was in um uh, was that that movie that the dr dre he played dr dre in in uh what is it welcome to compton welcome to compton Corey Hawkins straight out of compton not welcome to Compton. straight out of compton. Uh, he played Dr. Shout Shadow Compton. Corey Hawkins. I didn't know he could sing. I, I I, never knew he could sing, but he was really good as well. But yeah, Anthony Ramos. In the Heights. It's good. It's good, man. Um, uh, would I watch it again? Probably. Maybe on YouTube, because I have YouTube premium, by the way. So flexing. I would watch the musical numbers. But the thing about musicals is that you, you really only watch for the songs. right. I mean, you don't really watch for incredible acting. Really, right? Right. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, what musical movies have had like incredible acting? Like scenes, like scenes without singing. You know, there's always emotional parts in musicals, but usually they're singing that shit. You know, it's like, I love you, but you're dying. Something like that. But there's no scenes where they're just talking, or you know, it's like like a movie where it's not. There's no music happening. Am I wrong? Can you guys name me something? I, I'm proud. I'm definitely wrong. I'm I'm definitely wrong. I just, maybe I don't watch enough musicals. For let's give an example, La La Land. I mean, the 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 most emotional parts of that movie for me is the ending part. Uh, one, well, one of the most emotional parts is the ending part, right? Where they kind of see what their life could have been if they had stayed together. and then. It, it, but it, there's music playing and there's like flashbacks and shit. But is there any scene where there's a moment of just acting and it's incredible? I can't think of any. So yeah, In the Heights. Uh, back to In the Heights. The, the songs are bangers. So I would just watch the songs on YouTube. I wouldn't watch the whole movie again because I don't really... Like the spaces in between songs in musicals for me... It doesn't matter. It's usually not important. It's not, it's not, it's kind of boring in some ways. Because the songs usually move the story forward anyway. So if I wanted to watch, because it's a long movie, In the Heights, two and a half hours. So if I was gonna, if I wanna get the whole story of In the Heights, I would just watch the song numbers in order and skip maybe, maybe half of the movie. I don't know how much of the movie is actual singing. I'd say probably an hour worth of runtime if, would be skipped if I just went to the songs. More than, right? How many songs are there? Uh, I was looking on Reddit, as I always do, after watching shit. And I never w- listened to the Broadway musical like soundtrack. And I, I never got to see it on Broadway, obviously. Uh, and people who enjoyed the Broadway musical were actually kind of praising the movie as well. So that's a surprise. Normally there's those purists that are like nothing can beat the original. You know, there's some things that just can't translate well on screen. There's always that, you know, that that pompous asshole that will <laughs> or Am I generalizing theater people? <laughs> um but there is some controversy surrounding the movie which I kind of want to I I kind of want to get your thoughts on it because it's 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 kind of It's a little bit annoying to me. So, if you you go on Google right now and type in Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he's getting flack. Him and director John Chu are getting flack because of the lack of... Here we go. This is from CNET.com. The film adaptation of the musical has drawn criticism for not featuring... Afro Latino performers in prominent roles. So basically black Latinos. Because if you look at the, the cast, besides Corey Hawkins, the rest of the cast are light skinned Latino people. That's the that's the term that people are using. Like a majority of the cast are light look light skinned Latino actors. So the guy who plays uh Unsavi, see si, see si Anthony Ramos, the the girls see Vanessa. I don't know their names, their actress actresses' names, but see Vanessa and see Nina and Sonny. They're all see, I'm surprised I know their names. Uh but they, I mean their characters' names. But they're all light skinned Latino people. So there's a lot of kind of backlash and um Here, here's some of the tweets. We are asking why a film about Dominicans in the Heights doesn't look anything like Dominicans or the Heights. Dominicans are mostly black. The Heights is mostly a black Dominican neighborhood. So Lin-Manuel, I think, responded to this. Let me see his actual response. Here we go. Lin-Manuel Miranda apologizes for lack of Afro-Latinx actors. So Latinx meaning Latino, Latina. Actors in, in the Heights. In a Twitter post... Lin Manuel Miranda publicly addressed criticisms. He apologized, saying, I hear that without sufficient dark skin, Afro Latino representation, the world feels extractive. Extractive. Never heard that word before. Extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. In trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. Now, the thing is, should he have to apologize for that? I kind of get it. Uh, you know, if you are, if I was Dominican, maybe I would be upset. But the fact that the Dominican people or whatever are being represented in general is kind of a win, right? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so let's say Lin-Manuel Miranda. Because, you know, he, lo- he has roots with the Philippines. You know, he knows Lea Salonga and shit. What if he wrote, you know, in the... Not what's the heights? In Manila or something, right? In what's a what's a iconic Pinoy like area? Intondo, right? Let's say you wrote a musical called Intondo uh, and then they cast people, you know, actors, actresses who were Pinoy, but light skinned Pinoy, not the more Morena, Moreno Pinoy. Will there be backlash? Yeah, I think so, but I I don't know. Would I be pissed? Me personally I wouldn't because I don't really care that much about it. Of course, I, you know, I'm not saying there should be there shouldn't be representation of whatever. I just think that people are kind of nitpicking at this point. Like he's telling a story of and it's not like he cast like white people, right? Or Asian people, like people that weren't actually of Latino roots. Like he actually cast Latinos. They cast Latinos. You know, they didn't cast like a white person. To, to, to play the role and pretend to be latino. I don't know. I think it was just a little bit of a a reach, but I'm not Dominican. So I and you know, I, the people who are tweeting rightfully so. I think they have a they have a a right to kind of be upset. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. You guys tell me. You tell me. You tell me. If 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 there was a Filipino musical and then most most of the cast cast were at least the main cast the main because there are black people in the background dancers and shit but in the main cast if they were mostly light-skinned Pinoy's and Pinay's but this was distributed to a global audience sharing the story of the Filipino people would that be the first thing that you would would come to mind for you I think maybe for some it would and there's nothing really wrong with that, but I'm just kind of curious about your thoughts on that. So, yeah, in the heights, would I recommend it, JC? Yes, I would. How do you watch it, JC? I'm not going to tell you. It's not on Netflix. That's all I'm going to say. So, there's that. There is that. Uh, last night, by the way, I just came from a, a racket at Joy Nostalgia. The, the thing is, the racket that I've been, uh, I'm doing today, later on as well, it's the same. It's like day two, is actually based in the US. So, this is the first time I've actually had to host at 2.30, 1.30 a.m., one thirty in the morning, and we went till around four in the morning, which is fine because my body clock is all fucked up anyway from playing video games all night. So it wasn't that much of a you know an adjustment, but it was just kind of I just wanted to share my thoughts on hosting for on a camera. I, did I share this already? But I just want to really kind of reiterate this to everyone out there that hosting on cam for an audience that's watching behind a screen that you don't see fucking sucks man it sucks like there's no as much energy as you can put into it the the, en- the energy that you receive from the crowd is really what makes an event an event right if coldplay performed at moa arena with nobody there it's different with when, when there's tens of thousands of people saying i love you chris martin It's different so when it comes to events it's just such a it's 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 i was like kind of sad you know i did my best i think i did well actually i i was you know not to toot my own horn but uh, the, the 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 staff there said the client was really happy with my performance thank you um but still it just doesn't feel like i'm i'm delivering it the full product, you know, the full JC Tevez experience, the hosting experience. I like to think that I bring a an experience to an event. You know, obviously I'm not the main act, especially if there are bands and whatever. But I like to think that I leave an imprint when I host stuff, especially debuts. I feel like I'm a killer debut host, even though I have shit on hosting debuts many times. I think in one of my first ever episodes, or in last year or so. Or two years ago, I was talking about on this podcast about how I don't like hosting the booze so much. But I know I do a good fucking job at that. So yeah, hosting on camera remotely is, it's just, it's like, what's a good analogy? It's like, it's like intercourse and you finish, but it's not like a good finish <laughs> Does that make sense? You know, how sometimes you like you have a you finish, you know, you have a little orgasm, and sometimes you have a really good orgasm. A really good orgasm is like is like having a crowd yelling like, "Woo yeah!" You're the you know that was such a fun event. That's like a good orgasm. But you know how sometimes you just have a you know a little throwback to the days of of of, of masturbation and whatever. You know, sometimes you just want to spank one out. And you don't really, you just want to finish. That's what it's like hosting digitally. You just finish, but it's not satisfying. I mean, it feels good that you got paid and you, and you finished the job, but it doesn't, it's not the same, man. So yeah, I have that later on again tonight at, uh, Joy Nostalge. Um, what else do I have on my list of stuff? Oh, speaking of masturbation, maybe that's why masturbation was on my mind. <laughs> Uh I I recently saw a tweet of a video of a news anchor who recently uh got rehired at a different network or something after an uh a scandal happened on Zoom. Did you guys hear about this? Let me look it up. Masturbating uh news anchor. Let me let me find out his name. Here, Jeffrey Tubin. So uh he was a journalist at the New Yorker. His name is Jeff- Jeffrey Tubin because he was accidentally caught uh, masturbating on a Zoom call. Uh, so let's just, this is from October of last year. So I, I didn't even hear about this story until recently. But here's what happened. He, he, actually, his quote is, I made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologized to my wife, friends, family, and coworkers. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I, I had muted the Zoom video. So two people who were on the call uh, uh, separately, that the, told separately that the call was an election simulation. Okay, so they were on an election simulation... But both said that they clearly saw Tubin jerking off, right? So he was he was fired for this, but then he was rehired. wait let me see Jeffrey Tubin. I know he was rejected and people on Twitter were kind of mad. okay CNN he's a he's an American lawyer author blogger and legal analyst for for CNN and you have to watch the the, the video of him on CNN returning or at least being on camera and they, they actually address the the elephant in the room the, the the other anchor who's with him the the woman i don't know her name says i think we have to address what people are thinking so jeffrey you were caught masturbating on a zoom call blah 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 and blah. Uh, so people are kind of upset like people are upset like how could he get hired back but and I don't know I might be missing some details in the story, but the man just acts he made a mistake right He made a mistake he was jerk like everybody jerks off well most people right most people jerk off sometimes he jerk off during a zoom call there's nothing wrong with the only issue would be is if he was jerking it to one of his coworkers on the screen and making them watch like it was intentional that the cam was on. Is it wrong? to jerk off to your let's say you have an attractive coworker, is it wrong to jerk off to them with your camera off and your microphone hopefully your microphone is off as well and and just you're watching them on the zoom call is it wrong i I know this might be a controversial statement but is it wrong i don't think so right as long as you don't sexually harass them or 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 like expose yourself to them you know, without their consent or, or try to do, you know, as long as you don't sexually assault, is that sexual? That's the thing. Maybe I might be crossing the line. Is that sexual assault? If you jerk off to someone without them knowing what's the difference though, between going to somebody's Instagram page and looking at their photos and just be like, Oh yeah, baby. Right. There's no difference. The only problem here is he forgot to turn off his camera, which is weird because, well, actually it's not even that weird. I'll tell you before, I've almost got my, uh, my wiener shown on camera during work because I was work from home. So my partner Ria was at the station and I was still using a laptop at this time. So, you know, when you close the laptop screen, the camera is, is fixed on the top of the laptop screen, right? So when you close the laptop or when you move the head of, or when you move the screen on the laptop, it adjusts the angle of the camera. And I remember one time I have a desk. I put my laptop on the desk and I, I think I was looking at something behind my laptop. So I tilted my laptop screen forward. Just, I didn't close the screen all the way. So let's say it was at a 90 degree angle and then I, I put it at a 45 degree angle, right? It's just to get, paint you a visual image. I didn't realize that my camera was on because we were doing, uh, radio work, but we were on a break. The, there was music playing, but I usually leave it on because I just want to be ready whenever the time comes. And I, I, you know, I, I'm wearing boxer shorts when I'm at home. I don't wear pants. You know, who wears pants at home, you weirdos? And sometimes my my little schlongy sticks out of my. You know, I, I just it's not. I'm not saying it's like a huge member or anything. I'm just saying sometimes it sticks out. Anyone that wears boxer shorts can vouch for this. That sometimes your junk just flips out by accident, right? So, um, I I I don't remember if my junk was flipped out that time, but I just remember when I, like, I looked at my camera. I realized it was on. I looked down to see the angle, and it was face down towards my crotch area, right? So I, I pulled it back up, obviously, and then I'm, you know, good thing Rhea wasn't really paying attention. I, I even asked her, "Did you see my? Did you see my junk, Ria?" And she said, "No, no, no, no." But it's it's an honest mistake, I think. But I saw people on Twitter kind of saying, you know, he's a freak; he shouldn't be allowed. Back on air or whatever. Like I can't believe. And it's just because he's a cisgender. I don't know. I don't know the term. But just because he's a heterosexual white male. He was able to get his whatever. It, it was just an incident. Right? That happened. And Even Tubin said here. Here's his quote. I was told very specifically by the people involved. That they looked at my entire career. And found that there had been no complaints about me. No issues. It was just this incident and he believed that the decision of the new yorker to fire him was excessive punishment but he said he also acknowledged and i think he is a rightful you know it's it's also a good thing that he said is that that's why they don't ask the criminal to be the judge in his own case because obviously if you were in the wrong you're gonna think like well i don't think i did it what i did was that bad but i'm on his side i'm on i'm on jeff tubin's side you 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 made a mistake i don't know why you would do it on a zoom call while you're on a zoom but at the same time how many times have you been on a zoom call and you're bored out of your mind how many times have you been on a zoom call and then you turned off your camera and your mic and if nobody said anything you didn't turn them back on you gotta be lying to me if you, if none of you have ever, I'm sure some of you always listen, right? But most of you who've been on a Zoom call, especially a work Zoom call, you'll probably tune out, man. And what do you do when you tune out? You do other stuff. Maybe the dude was horny at the time. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to get your thoughts on it. I mean, is there more? Could there be more? Let me see what, what, uh, what people are saying. Jeffrey Tubin canceled. Nah, no, it can't be. There's... Okay, here we go. Okay, this people are saying that his apology on CNN was problematic. Let's, let's dive into this real quick. CNN legal analyst Jeffrey Toobin returned to the network after being fired from his job at the New Yorker for masturbating on a Zoom call. His first act back was to apologize to the public. Many viewers criticized the segment and his demeanor, wondering where cancel culture was now. Some viewers suggest Tubin's return was an app reminder that a rich white man can do anything and lose nothing, which in some cases is true, uh, as tweeted by journalist Megan Kelly. There's not a woman alive who could have done anything close to what Jeffrey Tubin did, and kept her job. What a disgusting incestuous boys' club! So damn tired of it. And there, she has a point. If if this happened to a woman, maybe she probably maybe would not have gotten her job back she would be probably cast out or have this negative uh sexual stigma associated with it and i understand that side of it i'm just kind of looking at it from uh just at jeffrey Tubin's kind of from from just the case the specific case of jeffrey Tubin. i'm not looking at it in the sense of men versus women or, or white male privilege i'm not really putting that perspective but if you put in that perspective yeah i get it okay Hashtag MeToo made sexual con- misconduct more visible, but it did not append a culture that minimizes the impact of sexual misconduct to preserve men's reputation. While Tubin's words suggested contrition, on social media, some noted Tubin was smug and smiling. I, I don't think he was smiling. I think it was awkward. Have you seen the video? Have you seen it? The dude looks like he does not want to be there. Imagine telling the whole world that's watching that you were caught, uh, because a lot of people who've watched him probably didn't know who he was. Like, I didn't know, right, until I saw the video. So if I was just watching CNN and I saw this guy and they never talked about it, I would never have known. But he had to go on CNN and they said, like, let's talk about that you masturbating on a Zoom call. I would be mortified, bro. I don't think he was smug and smiling. Watch the video yourself. You tell me. Anyway, this example really underscores why we can't equate a public apology with accountability. Right? Anytime a public figure is giving a public apology, it is inevitably inevitably an opportunity to repair their own image. Well, that's what it's for, right? Despite what may be presented as sincerity and remorse in many ways, these public-facing apologies don't focus on harmful behaviors and their impact and, and instead focus on humanizing the person who has caused them i kind of get that but isn't an apology meant to also humanize you there that's what he, uh, being sorry is all about right saying i'm i made a mistake i'm human because if, if every apology is meant to kind of highlight more the issue of the at hand rather than the person that did it and reflecting on it that that's that's a problem too right Because when people apologize, they're apologizing for an action that they, as a person, caused. So let's say, let's say I stole money from you, right? And then you caught me, and I said, "I'm sorry for stealing money from you." I don't talk about uh, the issue of, uh, you know, money stealing. I I talk about why I stole the money, and I'm sorry that I did it. But what, from what I'm understanding from this kind of backlash or this 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 argument is that he should have talked more about the issue of um, sexual whatever repercussions like his the 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 impact of sexual behavior i mean I, i as a public figure i think maybe more so they they have more of a responsibility to do that but at the same time it just feels like you can't when you apologize how what is the way to do it Rika and I talk about this on the Halala Show all the time. When you get when people, you know, are canceled or are being faced with cancellation online, there's never an apology that is enough for people. Find me one apology that worked for some for every single person. There's none. Go to and even highly praised apologies. There's always someone in the comment section that says, but blah blah blah. But but they didn't address this. Or look at his smug stance, blah blah. There's, there's never you can't win with everybody. So it, find me the perfect apology, and and then we can talk. There is one apology that I really enjoyed though. Uh, but if it happened in this day and age, would it? Would it? Would he be canceled too? Look at Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, and he he went on. I forgot which late night show. It might have been Jay Leno. Uh, it might have been I forgot it might have been who else was back then? Before J Lo. I I beside there's a late night show where he went on and he apologized for an incident that happened with a prostitute. He got caught you know, there there was images of him like he got caught busted by uh hiring a prostitute. And if you go watch that interview, he just mans up and talks about like You know, him making a mistake. But in this day and age, if it happened now, you know what would be coming out? They need He needed to focus more on sex workers and how it's abusive to, as a person of his status, to have sex workers, blah, blah, blah. That's what would be happening right now. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. If it happened right now, that is what people would be focusing on rather than what seemed like a very human apology. And it humanized Hugh Grant. Which is the issue that people are taking right now with this Tubin guy. That his apology was him trying to humanize himself. But that's what an apology is supposed to be, man. Now, it might sound like I I don't give a shit, right, about Jeffrey Tubin. (laughs) I don't care about this man. I was just kind of thinking of, is this too much now? Even if he is a white male guy. Who has? I guess he has status. I've never heard of him before, but I guess he has status. To for him to be rehired again is that so evil? Is that so anti? You know, anti-feminism or anti-sexual? I don't know whatever whatever cause people are mad at right now, or, or whatever cause people are saying that this is taking a negative step back for that cause by Jeffrey Tubin getting a job. At. The man made a mistake. If this was let's say if this was a woman, I would be I would be on the same side of the woman as well. If she got caught masturbating and then she got hired again, uh you know, I I would I'd be like, "Oh, she made a mistake." Now, the issue would be is if it happened to a woman and then she couldn't get another job, then I would be like, "That's fucked up." But this guy got his job back, and I'm just saying I think it's okay. Is that is that b- wrong of me? Is that is it wrong? Should I be like, nah. You're a white man and you jerked off and you don't deserve to ever work and find a living for yourself and like support you don't deserve to have an opportunity to support your family anymore. Because you made a mistake. No. I, I don't think so, man. I think we need to be more I don't know, what's the word here? I don't want to say be more adult because the people who are saying these are adults and i think i might get bashed for saying that as well you know you're so what you think you're better than us, JC. you think you're smarter. Eh? no i just i just i think i i look at the i look at the story i see that the man made a mistake and he was forgiven for it by at least his his job cnn or whatever has looked past it and i don't think there's anything wrong with that you tell me people you tell me. All right, what else do we have to talk about? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I have some NBA stuff real quick. I know I don't really talk about NBA because I don't know how many of you listen, but I just got to share this story about the NBA. So there's this player named Chris Paul who plays for the Phoenix Suns. They just got into the Western Conference Finals after sweeping the last team four and zero against the was it the Denver Nuggets? Yeah, the Denver Nuggets. But here's the story. Chris Paul, he's an old guy, really good player. I hate him. I just, don't ask me why I've never liked Chris Paul. I hate his face. He has an annoying face. But he's always had bad luck every time he gets to the playoffs. He always gets injured. Something always happens to him. And this time, he, he, he hurt his shoulder in the first round against the Lakers, but it didn't really stop him. But he just got COVID. And here's the catch. He was vaccinated in February. What the fuck? How much of, how, like, how much bad luck does the man have to have? You know, he doesn't have a physical injury, but now he has, like, an immune injury, immune system injury, which I guess is a physical injury. I don't know what his condition is. He's probably asymptomatic, but, the the key point here is he is on COVID protocol, which means he cannot play in the next few games. Fortunately, fortunately for the Suns, they advance early and they're still waiting for their next opponent because their next opponent is still uh, playing against another team right now. Like they're they're waiting for the second rounder to finish. But still, how much bad luck does he have? So that's one story in the NBA. Actually, a lot of shit is going on in the NBA. People are calling it the red wedding. I never watched Game of Thrones, but I know the reference, okay? The Red Wedding of the NBA. So Kawhi Leonard, his he has an ACL injury in his knee. He's out. Although the Clippers did win without him. Congratulations. Uh, at least they won game five. The uh, who else is hurt? There's a lot of people hurt. Rick Carlisle of the Dallas Mavericks actually has not he said that he's leaving the coach he didn't get fired he 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 chose on his own decision to not return which is weird because he has Luka Doncic so what must be going on with the Dallas Mavericks it's kind of strange the what else is there news in the why why was it the red wedding uh, some coaches got fired I think there were more injuries that were announced I'm not really sure Kyrie Irving got hurt, right? Kyrie Irving got hurt. Oh, speaking of the Nets and Kyrie Irving and James Harden, Kevin Durant put up what is probably his greatest performance as a player ever. You know, I don't like Kevin Durant either. I, I don't like a lot of players. You guys know this about me. Or right? if you don't, you know now. I fucking hate a lot of players. I don't like Kevin Durant because I think he was a. it was such a bitch move to go to Golden State. But that, besides the point, that man is a... He's a killer he is a straight killer he destroyed in the last game it was insane he fucked them up bro he fucked them up the bucks now the bucks are down three two now uh they're playing right now while i record Uh, the score is 53 to 46 to milwaukee uh, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't beat him, man. Kevin Durant would not let them lose, and so shout out to Kevin Durant. I respect, uh, respect the play. Still don't like you, bitch. Uh, <laughs> last thing I'm going to talk about, real quick, is alcohol jaw. What is alcohol jaw? I don't know either. So I was last Friday, I, you know, it was, uh, I, I I had some you know good food, I was relaxing playing Call of Duty, and I had a a cheap. I'm not gonna name the brand, but I had a cheap, uh, kind of mixed drink in a bottle. Right? You think of think of brands. Uh, I won't name any, just in case. You know, I don't want to say it, it's specific to this brand. But I've dr- I've also it's also happened to me with some cheap beer. When I drink it, my jaw starts hurting. It's like a sharp pain, and uh, I had to Google it. Alcohol jaw pain. Why does my jaw? Uh, uh, does anyone else get jaw pain while drinking alcohol? But it's weird. It doesn't happen to me when I drink like hard liquor. I think it's cheap, whatever. So I've been looking around on the internet, and there's not really not that much information. On on uh, some are saying it's called TMJ or temporal mandibular joint disorder it's not super painful i'll give you that but it's it's uncomfortable but so just in case it happens to you supposedly you should avoid caffeine and alcohol uh because it says consuming either can cause you to clench or grind your teeth subconsciously but i don't think i do that now i have to be more conscious about it when i think about it i'm not sure if i do that or i have to exercise more but there's really not much info about it. So I was just wondering, does anyone out there get sh- like a sharp pain when you drink? I just see a lot of Reddit threads and, and like uh, and uh, forum threads about it. it, it some people, it, it's a pain. And like this, this user says a pain where my jawbone connects to my skull. Kind of a dull burning deep in the muscle accompanied by buzzing in my ears. That's exactly how I feel. It's exactly how I feel, but a lot of people don't know what it is. So, you lang, I just wanted to ask if anybody knew about that shit, or if anybody else gets that. Uh, before I say bye bye, uh, I want to shout out some people who messaged me. So, shout out to AJ, who was asking me about the, you know, he told me to talk, you know talk about Phoenix Suns and whatever the CP3 curse, the Chris Paul curse, blah 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 blah. So, I'm I'm glad I'll do that for you. Shout out to Za to Sam. As well, also talking about the, the NBA playoffs. So both of them are, are watching, apparently. Uh, hello to Arby, also. Arby is telling me about, you know, how Lord was being hyped by the Stan Twitter gaze. I see that. And also, he uh, told me to watch Downtown Abbey, but I said, I don't know about Downtown Abbey. But then he recommended the show, which I looked at the trailer. It looks pretty good. And I love Elizabeth Olsen, who you might know as, as uh, Wanda in, in The Avengers. Uh, it's a show on facebook watch which i didn't even know was a a fucking thing so facebook watch i'm guessing is like netflix or or youtube red or youtube premium i don't know it's called sorry for your loss so i watched the trailer i might have to check it out but is facebook watch free let me go look it up what is facebook watch facebook watch original shows and popular videos is do you have to pay for it I've never heard of it before. Isn't that strange? I've never heard of this program or this service. What shows do they have on here? Facebook Watch shows. Let's see what they have. Sorry for your loss. Five points. Queen America. I've never heard of any. Maybe that's why. I've never. Oh, Red Table Talk. This is the Will Smith shit, right? Okay, so I guess the Will Smith thing is the Jada Pinkett Smith, rather. It's her talk show, Red Table. I've never seen an episode except for the one with where Will Smith and her talk about uh, Jada Pinkett having an affair. A, a What's the term? What's the word? Shit, there's a word that... an indis- It's not an indiscretion. Ah, I forgot what it is, man. It's bothering me now. But I, I don't want to ramble until I find the answer. But yeah, I talked 40 minutes. So this was a good episode. I mean, I think I I... I, I delivered... Because I missed that on Tuesday. So I hope you enjoy this one. Let me know your thoughts. Really, I really want to know your thoughts about the, the guy who was jerking off. Did I miss any information? Information. Did I miss anything? Because if he was jerking off purposely with the intention of revealing himself, then yeah, man, fuck that guy, right? But seems like the man just made a mistake. You, and, and I think he should be forgiven. Not because he's a white man, right? But just because the man made a mistake. So it doesn't matter, you know, if, if it happened to anyone else, black, white, Filipino, man, woman, transgender, it's a mistake. Now, to look in, once again, I know I have to, uh, before I end this, but I know there's deeper, you know, there's more layers to it than simply saying that, you know, of course, when it ha- if it happens to a person of color or a person of a different gender or a person who's trans, people will bring up the issue of, you know, why, why are they not getting hired because of this, because of their, you know, but, let's just look at the mistake was the mistake so wrong i don't think so that's it that's it that's it take care of yourselves enjoy your weekend you know try to make some money like i will money and the Halala show will be back on monday shout out to everyone who listens i'm glad we were able to reach number 25 at least for a little bit i don't know where we are now probably not there anymore but you know we appreciate all the support and thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast it means a lot okay uh tell your friends about me (laughs) and uh take care of yourselves and i'll see you all say it with me
0: later hold up what was that